Hello, my name is Dayo Moyo. I'm speaking to you from Lagos, Nigeria. Good afternoon. What's your name? Where are you talking to me from? And what is your best country? Uh, hi, my name is Cafe Kabbeda. Uh, and uh, I'm from Ethiopia. I'm originally from Ethiopia. Hello, my name is Miganzuma Ani, and I'm speaking to you from Kigali, Rwanda. Um, my name is Buluko Mukwai, and I'm speaking to you from Masteru in Lesotho. Can you say I love Africa in your native dialect? Mokota Afrik, Niakutanda Africa. Kerata Africa. Ndinoda Africa. I said they go to speak to someone from every African country about their countries. They are 54 in number from Algeria in the north to Central African Republic at the center to Nigeria in the west, Kenya in the east, Botswana in the south. The goal is for me and you to learn something about every African country. Are you ready for this virtual trip? My name is Dayo Moyo, and this is the future. Hello, my name is Dayo Moyo, and I'm speaking to you from Lagos, Nigeria. Can you tell me what your name is, where you are speaking from, and what your best country is? Um, hello, my name is Natalie Duval from the Seychelles. All right. Can you just tell me the meaning of your first name and probably your middle name and maybe your surname? Okay, um, basically where I'm from, the Seychelles name does not really have like big significance. Parents just choose any names they like to give to their children. Or maybe sometimes the mother and the father can combine their names and give to the child. So like my name, my first name is Natalie. So I'm called Natalie because my mom and my dad, they saw the name, they loved it, and they named me Natalie. But I checked online the meaning of Natalie. It actually means born on Christmas. But unfortunately, I was not born on the 25th of December. I was born on the 25th of November. So when it comes to surname, uh, my surname is Juval. So grandfather, originally he's from Mauritius, and he settled in, in Seychelles. And there, that's how the Juval family grew in, in Seychelles. But prior to that, um, Seychelles and Mauritius were uninhabited. So all the names, all the people from these countries, it came either from Europe, uh, Asia, or Africa. But I want to believe that Juval is a French surname. Now, it's interesting that you said that your grandfather left Mauritius for Seychelles. And I know that there are a number of Africa island countries on the India Ocean. We have Comoros, we have Mauritius, we have Madagascar, we have Seychelles, and I think we have another country. And uh, my question is, what's the relationship, if there's any relationship or if there are any relationships between these island countries on the India Ocean? Okay, um, the number one relationship colonized by the French. So that's one number one relationship. And apart from English and our native language, we also speak French. So French is a national language. Um, when it comes to Seychelles and Mauritius, I can say 
um, because in the Indian Ocean, the Europeans, they settled on Mauritius first. So after they spent some time on Mar in Mauritius, when they went out to explore the, the ocean, that's when they came across the Seychelles. So from Mauritius, the people who were living there, they decided to settle in the Seychelles. So for some time, Seychelles was a dependency of Mauritius until we became like a crown colony and no longer a dependency. So that's mostly the relationship we 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 have with with Mauritius. Right. Now the question I want to ask again would be that what's also the influence of India in Seychelles? Because I know that there is like a population of India in the country. Can you just give me an idea of um, the the relationship between India, India and the country? Okay, so when it comes to India, because when Seychelles colonized, there were the African slaves that came, and then there was the European, but then we had a population of Chinese and Indian. Indian mostly laborers working, and some of them have intermarried with the local people, and they no longer look Indian. All right, so you said you were colonized by France, and French is your national language. And then you also mentioned to me that there was infighting between France and England in the India Ocean. And even though you were first and foremost colonized or you were colonized by France, um, kind of England later took over. But I'm wondering the language dynamics. For example, we've been conversing in English and your English does not look like someone who learned it as a third language. Can you make me understand this? In school, as early as elementary school, English and French, they are compulsory to learn. So from elementary school until you finish secondary school, you learn English and French. Right. But talk to me about Creole. Is it like a derivative of English and French or is it like a separate language altogether? And is it only exclusive for the island of Seychelles or there are other countries that speaks it okay so my understanding of creole creole is the it's not just a language it's a language it's a culture so when you talk about creoles creoles are the culture or language or the people that or that comes from a, a territory or an area that was colonized so you have different kinds of creole you have french creole you have Spanish Creole. So you have people who speak Creole like in the Indian Ocean, in the Caribbean, even in the US. Like uh, in Haiti, in, uh, they speak Creole. In New Orleans, in the US, they speak Creole. So different kinds of Creole all over the place. So, but our Creole is mostly French Creole. It comes from the French language, but still, we have some influence of maybe few English words or some few, few words which comes from Kiswahili language. That's because of the slave um, influence, isn't it? Maybe we might have some few words coming from Madagascar or from India, maybe, but it's mostly uh, deriving from the French. Right. Because I'm trying to understand, for example, in Nigeria, we have what we call pidgin. Uh, pidgin mm. is like, I don't know how to put it. It's like a derivative of English. For example, if I want to say 
what's the matter, for example, I can just say waiting sub. Waiting is mm. not an English word, but it's just yeah. like a derivative of English. Now, in Sierra Leone, they have pidgin too. Their pidgin yeah. is not exactly like Nigeria's pidgin, but when they speak, I can understand because it's kind of similar in a way. I can pick okay. some words and then understand understand them what they say. Okay. Now, let's talk about what year did um, Seychelles gain independence and, or what year do you celebrate or what day do you celebrate as the date for independence? Okay, so Seychelles received its independence from Britain on 29th June, 1976. Now, tell me, what does it feel like? Because I know a number of people might be thinking about this, what it means to live on an island. Is it that there is, is it like, okay, so for example, Seychelles, how does it look like? Is it like there is a mass of land surrounded by water or there are like multiple multiple islands surrounded by water? Can you just give us an idea of how the land mass looks like? Okay, so Seychelles is an archipelago. Archipelago, which means a group of islands. So Seychelles has a total number of 115, 115 islands. So the islands are two kinds. We have granitic islands and then coralline islands. So coralline islands are mostly flat kinds of islands. It has no mountain. If you see the, the what we call the kind of soil it has or something like that, it's mostly sand and it doesn't have like river, something like that. But then granitic islands, they have mountains. They have the soil, the dark soil, the, the red soil. And then they have big boulders, rocks called granite. And then they have rivers and they are mostly green um, trees and things grow there. So in Seychelles, if you're going to go on, let's say, a granitic island, like you're walking around, on one side, you will see that it is green because of the mountains, because of the vegetation. When you turn the other side, you're going to see it's very blue because of the ocean. So it's always these two contrasts, blue on one side and then green on the other side. Of course, on the top, it's blue for the sky. So are all the islands inhabitable? We don't live on all the islands, no. Some of the islands are too far away. And then some of the islands, they are nature reserve. Um, some of the islands, you have people who are like scientists who live there. They are doing research on birds, vegetations, animals, things like that. And, and then some islands, they are developed specifically for hotels, tourism establishments. And then we have few islands which the majority of the population lives on. Right. Now, how big is the country? Because I know I was speaking with Toki from Madagascar and he told me that Madagascar, even though it's an island, is very vast. So the size of Seychelles, mm, let me try and see. So I think maybe when we talk about Seychelles, we talk about the EEZ, um, Economic Exclusive Zone, which is mostly sea water right sea i think someone said that the whole of france i think maybe can fit into our territory the territory is large because of sea 
but the land itself is not much just the 115 islands which are basically small right now in terms of population how big um first and foremost people from the country what are what are they called and then in terms of population how big is the country okay so people from seychelles is called seychellois and last time i checked the population was almost 98000 people and many of these people probably are expatriate workers because i remember last year two years ago we had almost 15000 out of the 98000 15000 expatriate workers working in the seychelles so it means like everybody knows everybody else is that correct yes kind of <laughs> well that's interesting but i was also wondering when i was reading about the country i was wondering that for a small population or a country with a relatively small population there shouldn't be many coup but i discovered that we had multiple coup and i was wondering why should this be the case okay you mean the coup d'etat the coup exactly Okay actually we had only one okay, and okay. Uh, it happened because we gained independence like i said 29th uh, june 1976 and the coup happened on the 5th june 1977 so who carried out the coup was when the british left the we had a prime minister and he became president so he was the leader of one party and then we had the prime minister he was the leader of a different political party so the government that was formed was a coalition coalition government and they were supposed to work until 1979 for the next election but however the person that was prime minister at that time um he was the one who carried out the coup he gave various reasons um because of you know i don't know attitude of the president the former president and things like that so many things he said but uh, yeah we've had only one coup and uh, when he took power um democracy was removed and he introduced one party democratic one party sorry one party state until 1993 when multi party was reintroduced right now how is the administration of the country and what i mean by that is for example in nigeria we are divided into states 36 states and then we have local governments and i think some other countries in africa they have regions okay so seychelles like i said is a democratic republic so governed by a president and then um the president is directly um elected by the people so we have three branches of government the legislative executive and then the did i say legislative executive yeah thank you very much and then basically seychelles you yeah, we have 25 districts but they are going to add a few more maybe 26 
they're going to add a few more. So we have 25 districts, and in each district, we have a member of the National Assembly, which again, they are elected by the people. So in Seychelles, mostly it's a, we have the centralized government sort of system like that. And then we have the MNAs that represent the people in the National Assembly. Um, is there a tribe or do you have tribes? I'm, I'm thinking about what identity means in the country of Seychelles. Since from the beginning, we had like this group of people that come from different places to come and um, live on the island. What's tribe like in the country? Okay, so that's the thing, the unique, unique thing about Seychelles is that we don't have tribes. We don't have groups. We, we see each other the same. So we don't see, like, for example, you're going to go to Mauritius. Um, they have, like, caste system. Okay, maybe the Hindus, and then they will say the whites, and then the Chinese, the Buddhists, whatever. They are separated like that. So, like, in South Africa, they had this problem of to say, oh, apartheid, now you have the blacks, the colors, the whites and whatever. In Seychelles, prior to independence, maybe we had a little bit of that. The landowners and then the slaves and, you know, prior to abolition of slavery. And then maybe it went a little bit until independence, not so much. But now, no. In Seychelles, it's because the population has so much mixed together that we don't have any class system, any tribe system, any race system. We're just one population. Unless now, when foreigners come, that's when we see, okay, these people are different because, oh, maybe they are Nigerians or, okay, they are Kenyans, like that. But amongst ourselves, if I'm, my, my skin is lighter, if your skin is darker, there's no difference. If my surname is originating from India, your surname is originating from Europe, there's no difference. Now let's talk about having a country because I know, or I'm presuming that because it's an island, there will be like a, a large influx of people that come for tourist attraction. When you have a country that has a large influx of tourist attraction, then sometimes also the the city or the very popular city becomes very expensive. So talk yes. to me about that feel and how the influence of tourists and the locals, that relationship and that dynamics. Yeah, yeah, it's very expensive, not only for tourists, but for the local people as well. But like I always tell people, um, like for example, I'm here, when I, I'm here in Japan, right? And then I have some maybe Japanese friends or other foreign friends who are studying in Japan. So we see something, they will say, oh, this is expensive. But then I'm like, ah, when you say expensive, what do you mean? What are you comparing it with? So where I'm coming from, this thing is even more expensive or it's the same price. So in Seychelles, basically, we are used to that price. We're used to paying that much. So... This is what we know. You understand? It's not something like, oh, we've had a different choice or whatever. No. 
that's how it is. So that's what we pay. So that's what we know. And also, I, I know that um, one time, some time ago, there was a research that was made and people in Seychelles were described as people who like to spend money a lot in shopping, in buying things and paying this and that. So Seychelles people, they have the habit of spending money. So even if it's expensive, even if it's a place which is, okay, you have to pay something. Um, I think people in Seychelles don't really keep money, but rather spend it. Right. Now talk to me about growing up in Seychelles and what took you out of Seychelles to Japan. Well, ah, growing up in Seychelles, you know, it's island life. You wake up, you know, you go to school or you go to work. What else can you do? Uh, you go to the beach or you go to town. You know, actually, our town is so small that if you want to go around town, uh, maybe in your car, less than five minutes, you will be finished. So if you want to walk, to go all the way around the town, which is called Victoria, less than 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you'll be through. Going, walking, walking around, doing barbecue, island life, you know? Slow life, laid back, easy life, like that. Nothing is in a rush. So what took you out of Seychelles? Is it school or what? Yeah, actually for my... I left Seychelles, this is the second time. The first time I left Seychelles, I was doing my undergraduate studies. So I got a scholarship to Botswana. And then I went back to Seychelles because I'm a teacher by profession, a history teacher in the secondary school. So I did my undergraduate degree there. And then maybe four years later, I traveled to Japan to do my master's. Right. Now, let me talk about this. I discovered or I learned or I read that Seychelles has the um, strongest passports in Africa. Yes. How does that make you feel? I'm really, quote-unquote, jealous. In fact, after I read that, I went to search for how can I become a citizen of Seychelles or how can I get the passport of Seychelles? And so I'm wondering, for you as a a citizen of the country, do you take this for granted or you see it as a privilege? Well, you know, uh, actually we feel like uh, not only the, not only the strongest, strongest passport, but when you look at education, Seychelles is number one in Africa. When you look at some other things also, Seychelles happens to be number one. So actually we feel very proud because you know, we are very small. Seychelles is so small and so many people does not know about Seychelles. And, you know, like, let's say in a group of people, right? You have some tall, tall, tall people or you have rich, rich, big people. And you're just this little person coming out of nowhere. No one knows you. You're thin. You're weighing maybe just 20, 35 kilos. And then you're next to some big person having muscles and all that, you know? You feel inferior. So it, it, it makes us, how can I say, feel proud. Because even if we're small, even if we, you know, Seychelles on a world map, you don't see anything. You just see the name Seychelles. Some world map, at least they have some, the decency to put some dots there. 
some wow. atlas or maps they don't put anything they just write Seychelles. so not being recognized on a map actually gives us some self-esteem i can say to build us up so when we, are, we hear it on the news on tv or newspaper they will announce like they will really really announce this thing right and everyone is like oh okay at least yeah right. i think maybe that's how i feel and i can speak maybe for the majority of 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 the people as well right but also you mentioned that a number of things that seychelles is known for positively and also one of it is the fact that the life expect expectancy is high and i was wondering does he have anything to do with the climate does he have anything to do with the food is there a secret that is whispered among citizens of Seychelles that I should know and then put into practice and all of a sudden I'll be able to live to 95 years or 100 years? You know, actually, this is something that people don't really talk about, actually. But uh, I know in the past, some people from abroad, they did some tests. Um, actually, they took some children who were born in 1989, 1990. They were doing some tests to see the effects of fish, uh, maybe mercury in fish or something, if it affects the child development or the child's brain, things like that. I know this test was done, but it was not really to do with life expectancy. But mostly the old people, what they would say is that when they were younger, maybe they ate a lot of, how do you call these foods, such as sweet potato, cassava, breadfruit. And then they will tell you like, oh, these days they used to walk and things like that. But I don't think there's really, really any secret to it. Not really, not really. Right. Now let's talk food. What are some of the native food that I should try if I ever visit the country of Seychelles? Ah, the number one food is octopus curry. Number one, octopus curry. When you come to Seychelles, please, may have octopus curry. That's the one. And then there's grilled fish or fried fish with Creole sauce. And then there's uh, shark chutney. And then there are other curries, maybe chicken curry or whatever, cooked with coconut milk. Yeah, these are mostly the ones which are a bit popular. Yeah. Yeah, and I learned that coconut is a big deal in the country. Yes, yes, mostly for cooking. Oh really? Now let's yeah. talk about let's talk about marriage custom. Uh, what's the tradition like, and is it like similar across board, uh, or is there even a unique custom in terms of marriage? If we talk about marriage, basically, we don't do traditional marriage. When you hear traditional marriage in Seychelles, it's just how they used to do it long ago. Uh, basically, it's just a normal, normal kind of marriage, just like the European style of weddings, right? But why we call it traditional marriage? It's because, oh, 
um, maybe the men used to carry the umbrella to, and then there used to be like the kind of music, a band following them playing. And then, oh, uh, there used to be, they get uh, the party will be done or the marriage ceremony will be done in a, what they call la salve or green room. They use coconut leaves to, de to decorate the room like that, hence the name green, la salve. So they will, they'll be singing homas like traditional music. So when we call, we say traditional marriage, traditional wedding, this is what it is, you know, this kind of, but it's not done nowadays. It's only done in October during the Creole festival as a display to show, oh, this is how we used to do it. But I know if I go online, I watch maybe Nigerian weddings, you will see that the culture is there. Even if yeah. they've modified modified it or improve it uh, to meet the times, but that culture, you will know this is Nigerian wedding just by looking. But in Seychelles, no. It, it just looks like any other wedding you will see in a movie. Going in the church and then having the ceremony and then after that going for the party. But maybe the only difference is that you can have a beautiful beach wedding because this is what Seychelles is famous for, right? Uh, tourists, um, yeah, many, many, many people come to Seychelles for beach wedding. They pay a lot of money, beach wedding, followed by honeymoon and things like that. But maybe the local people don't really do that. Local people mostly church. That's interesting. Yes. Now, so one of the questions I usually ask everyone I speak with is, what is the, do you have a unique name you call buses that carry people from one part of um, part to the other part in, uh, in town? Is there a unique name you call buses? And if there is, what is it? Uh, no, we just call it bus. <laughs> bus. Oh, really? Maybe That's before they used to call it, okay, Bis means bus, right? Maybe they used to call it Bis Tata. Tata is like a company name that that most of the buses were Tata buses. So maybe they will say, ah, Bis Tata, Bis Tata. But these days, uh, they just call it bus because I think we no longer have Tata bus. We have buses from Ashok Leyland. So now it's just bus. We just call it Beast, but yeah, yeah, and the interesting thing is that Tata is a company from India, yes, 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 yes. Oh, that's Ashok Leland, I think also these buses are coming from India. Oh, really? Yes, All right. Now, let's talk about tourist attraction. What are some of the places that one needs to visit um, when one comes to Seychelles? Okay, so when you come to Seychelles, definitely, 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 you have to go to the beach, one. And then definitely, you have to go to, like, island hopping. So we have three main islands, Mahe, which is the biggest island, Pralenajit. So people normally do island hopping. So maybe you stay three days on Mahe, then two days on Pralen, and then Najib. And then people go for glass bottom boat, like boat trip. 
and then maybe they will stop on a on a small island somewhere do a barbecue something like that sometimes they have some um sunset cruise so you take a cruise on a yacht uh watch the sunset and then on the yacht again barbecue maybe little music dancing things like that some people they like going hiking we have a lot of nature trails around you can go hiking but most of the tourists they're just going to be there on the in the hotel some of them prefer to stay in the hotel relax to the beach and then come back yes right so i was researching about um barbados sometimes ago and just just researching about the island and then i came to discover that there were some months that it wasn't advised for you to go on the island because of i think eruptions and the rest of that so i was wondering an island like seychelles are there times in the month that there are this kind of things maybe volcan volcanic eruptions and the rest of that just natural things that have to do with natural quote and unquote for lack of a better word disaster yeah actually seychelles we have no such thing that's one thing i think why seychelles is blessed no no volcanoes no earthquake no like cyclones we yeah. have heavy rains maybe we have but not as bad as mauritius has it cyclone no not nothing really no no wow interesting now let's let's talk about uh the national anthem i usually ask my guests if they can sing the national anthem some people cannot and it's fine but i'd like to know can you sing the national anthem of your country oh okay let me try i i haven't sang it in a long time um Preserve Thank you very much for that. What language is it? Uh, it's in Creole. Oh, great. Yeah, wow, so the last part is basically everyone screaming together like, ah, yeah. So when we sing it in a special event, maybe the whole national anthem, everyone is just singing quietly. But the last sentence is like everyone, mm -hmm. because the title is called Coste Sesewa, which means Come together, Seychellois. Oh. And then oh. that's what it says in the last sentence, right? 
So everyone will be like so emotional. Cause like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow, that's interesting. Now, um, last question I usually ask every guest on this series is can you say I love Africa in your native dialect? Yes. Wow, that's interesting. Thanks a lot for taking yeah. our time to speak with me. Fine. And this is what I have for you on today's episode of the podcast. Remember, the goal is to give inspiring Africans a platform to tell their stories. If you believe in this course like I do, kindly share the link to this episode on WhatsApp, on Twitter, and all your social media handles. You can also support me financially by giving me a tip on ushukran.com slash cr slash this is the future. That is u-s-e-s-h-u-k-r-a-n dot com slash cr slash this is the future. Remember, data is not breeze. Talking doesn't put food on the table. My name is Dayo Moyo. Do have a lovely weekend. Bye.